the show. I'm Simone Rochefort, and I'm here with Allegra Frank. Hello. Chelsea Stark. Hello. And Ashley O. Hello. Hello. Well, well, well. <laughs> we have kind of a packed show today, so let's just get into it. Allegra has an announcement. I do. Um, I'm really sweaty right now. Not and related. As always, Allegra is going to give this announcement in a totally normal way. Yep. But because I know everyone has anxiety, I will preface it with nothing bad is happening. <laughs> okay, I'll just cut to the chase because I think it's pretty public knowledge at this point. I will be on the Polygon show, but I will not be at Polygon starting as of next week. Uh but yeah, I when I was saying it yesterday, Simone kept saying like you're leaving, but but what are you leaving? You can't keep that information in separate tweets because otherwise apparently people just freak out. If you've listened to the show before, you know that Allegra has a tendency to order the information in her sentences in a way that could cause people to become very nervous. I was just picturing the scenario where you're like, so I'm actually leaving Polygon <laughs> and uh, and leaving people with a full minute of like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You no. Know, yeah. I am bad at that. And I keep getting tweets about it, too. So, yeah. No, I'll still I'm be on sorry. the Polygon Thank show. Thank you for taking my notes. <laughs> Thank you for them. I'm still going to be on the Polygon show. But next week I will be at Vox.com on the culture team. What? So I am your new foreign correspondent from the 14th floor. <laughs> So it's oh pretty God. different down here. I mean, it is pretty yeah, different. That's down true. Here. It's very frightening. Good luck with your worst kitchen. I'm coming no, upstairs. Coming upstairs to the 15th floor kitchen. She's not going to use the shitty 14th yeah, floor hey, kitchen. No. God. <laughs> All of you box people out there can relate. Am I right? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thank you for still being my friend, despite my condescending notes about how you deliver information to people. It's bad because my job is to like know how to construct news and a lead you save all that for oh yeah okay let's do it in article form polygon reporter allegra frank will be working for vox.com though she will continue to host the polygon show every week yeah that's an interesting angle but yeah uh, allegra Listen. Uh, no this seems fine and the next sentence is a quote from allegra that says fuck these bitches i'm out <laughs> and she kick flipped down the stairs it's just your the- basic uh conservative new york times news mm-hmm. article i'm out of here baby miss, miss frank was quoted <laughs> as saying fuck you bitches anyway hey let's talk about some video games allegra frank hello again <laughs> putting you on the spot you've been playing that Fabulous new game, Devil May Cry 5? Five? Five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've only played a little of it, like the first hour. My knowledge of Devil May Cry comes solely from watching every opening uh, to it, like every intro sequence to the series. That doesn't really give you a lot of information. Actually, I don't know anything about Devil May Cry, except that it has a hot main character. So can yeah. anyone of the all four of us give me a... A little what's up about Devil May Cry? No. No? I, <laughs> so, <laughs> I, literally, I've spent like two or three hours trying to make sense of it. I, played, I don't know. I played the first game and some of the fourth game, and it's like, I think Dante is part angel, part demon, um, but doesn't drink or smoke. 
Sorry. Doesn't drink or smoke? So that's the angel side of him? I don't know. I don't know. They wanted to make a, a cool character who didn't drink or smoke. I just read that. So, so basically it's just that like straight cool. edge the game. It's straight edge the game. But he has two guns. Is that named, why he cut his hair? Named, what are his guns? Are his guns named Ebony and Ivory? And he has a sword. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He this named is... them after his favorite magazine and his favorite soap. <laughs> Oh my fucking god, that was better than anyone else. I'm sorry, but that was so good. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought of too. I like the, the magazine Dante. and the soap. I like that Dante likes Ebony magazine. Why not? <laughs> he has very good hair, so there's good hair tips in that oh, one. Wasn't there like some character from a show who said that like I accidentally got a subscription to Ebony magazine for a year and then I just kept it. <laughs> That sounds familiar. Wait, I think that was Ron Swanson. <laughs> oh, I feel like it was. Anyway, his goods sorry. are named Ebony and Ivory. Okay, that's fantastic. All right, um, good information. So he's well. That's what the game's about. <laughs> it's about his life. Well, actually, so in the beginning, you play as this guy Nero, who shows up in another Devil May Cry game later on. Oh. Dante is still there. He's old and grizzled now, though. Oh, wait. Is Nero the one with the short hair then? Yeah. Yes. He is has short gray hair. And first, I thought he was related to Dante, but oh. he's not. Yeah. He's his own hot dude. Yeah. He also only has one arm. So the- I love dudes with one arm. I've noticed that. <laughs> There's a lot of like one arm like tropes now that are very popular. Do you like Mike from Twin Peaks? He was the guy with one. I actually arm. love that character. I think he's fantastic. And he's, he's one of the best good. actors. Oh my God, on I that totally show. forgot about him. He's a good guy. Okay, he's props good. to them for actually hiring someone with one arm. Yeah. Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. Bucky. One arm. Um, Edward from uh, oh, Full Metal Full Alchemist. Metal Alchemist. Oh. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Good. So you played Devil May Cry. <laughs> okay. Wait, one I, have to, I have to fact check myself. He is the son of a demon, but he is not. There's no angel. I got him confused oh, so with Bayonetta. Oh, so he's just a demon who doesn't smoke? Got he's him half confused demon. He is a private investigator <laughs> and a mercenary. So he's a rebel. Everything you tell me about this just <laughs> cracks you up. Here is the point of Devil May Cry 5 as far as I can ascertain. Tell me all of it. Yes. You are hot AF one-armed man Nero, who at the very beginning of the game like loses his arm, presumably at the end of Devil May Cry 4. Yeah. Um, so I assume it picks up from there. So he has one arm. He's not super happy about it, but like also kind of chill about it, which is nice. And then he is like basically, as far as I can tell, trying to uh, get revenge on whoever cut off his arm. And there's also this guy who has like a big bird who maybe is bird. related to the people who cut off his arm. V. 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 Sorry, I know this because rudimentary knowledge, but please tell me more about V because he has that, you said that the big bird and yeah. he has like a big like Black Panther also. Oh my God, I haven't seen the Panther yet. Oh my God. Dang. Well, it's common knowledge. Uh, it's, it's in all the screenshots. <laughs> oh there it is. Uh, he has two pets. I've most I've only seen the bird. Now so I'm far, just like but. imagining uh, the Panther from Jungle Book and Big Bird. Bagheera. Oh, and they're friends. Oh, Bagheera and Big Bird. Oh um, man. <laughs> um, yeah. So he's just like he looks like he was in Tokyo Hotel yeah. back in the day. I'm yeah. Sorry. Like the, he's in a does the ship name for Bagheera and Big Bird would be Bagheera. <laughs> 
Yep. So, anyway, <laughs> yeah, that that's true, I guess. But um, I don't want to think of a ship name for the Big Bird and V, because that is weird to me. And anyway, V and Nero, like, hate each other, as far as I can tell. And... Nero has this chick that, like, helps drive him around. Like a little bird? <laughs> like a tiny little No, not bird. like a bird, like a girl. Like a, he has three pets now? <laughs> he has a little chick, a little baby chicken. Why doesn't he have the big bird drive the truck? Oh, my God. I don't know. Well, no, because that's V's bird. Nero. Oh, Nero. Nero has, has a, a baby human bird. woman driving him around. And I mean, basically, like from the very long intro, which I accidentally skipped through half of by because I don't know how an Xbox controller works. So I thought it's pressing pause and I press skip. So then suddenly we were driving and then we had to like fasten. The cool thing is you can put different like attachments to your arm, the Mm -hmm. one arm, the um, your prosthetic arm, prosthetic arm. I was like, what do you call that? Um, And they look like silly things, some of them or they're like cool blades or whatever. It's a really open-ended way to describe attachments for a prosthetic, and I love it, and I don't want you to elaborate on it at all. What what I've learned from this conversation is that none of us know anything about Devil May Cry. No, not at all. And you need to keep playing it. I don't think that'll help. Uh, No, I need you to keep going, and I need to know why my phone wants to connect to somebody else's iPhone. You know the the game with... uh, the game with, uh, you know, <laughs> the game with the boys. Uh, no, but I, I noticed like some really basic uh, similarities, right, with the cast of Devil May Cry and like Final Fantasy fifteen mm-hmm. with these like kind of leather kitted out boys with spiky hair, and then they also like grade you in combat too. Yeah. And so like I was looking through our footage of it, and yeah, there's like there are some really cool cool grades that they give you. Um, A, B, C, D, S being the best. S stands for savage. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty cool. I feel like if I were in a boss fight in that game, I think it does everything in its power to make you feel really excessively cool. You know, there's like this lightning everywhere. There's like heavy metal music, like blaring in the background. And if if you're not doing so hot, you get a D, it's called dismal. (gasps) Yeah. And I like hearing a man announce that as if I were at like a WWE tournament being like dismal. (laughs) And then what was C was crazy. And then badass. And then my personal favorite is A, which is apocalyptic. Yeah. Which yeah. is wow. fucking awesome. How is that? That scale is something. basically, like, Devil May Cry is supposed to be, like, cool, man. Like, everything's black and red. Like, it's exactly mm-hmm. what you're saying of, like, it's supposed to make you feel like a badass. And everything is, like, demons rule. The <laughs> devil is my god. Like, yeah, it's basically, but like, smoke. But smoking sucks, man. Like, it's straight edge. It's just, cool. like, middle, mid-2000s. So yeah. it's for straight edge. It's for, like, goth Christians. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Like, how all the pop punk bands in the 2000s were, like, Christians, like yeah. hardcore Christians. Like, wasn't yeah. it only POD? Reliant K. Evanescence. Evanescence. Although, wait, Evanescence, Evanescence? Apparently really? Yes. Yeah. 
are like flip flopped on that. They flip flopped on Christianity. <laughs> I don't know. I'm flip flopping on Christ. I right was just now. listening to a podcast called Good Christian Fun the other day, which is about like Christian media. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were talking about Evanescence and Third Day and everything. And they said that Evanescence later came out and was like, actually, these songs aren't about God, mm-hmm. but like they are. Yeah, man. Yeah, Paramore too. Paramore. No, they're not. God is waking yeah. you up inside. Haley Williams like broke up with the band because she wasn't good Christian and like was questioning Yikes. God. And there's oh. that song playing God, and they're like, "How dare you suggest you would play God? You are not God. Mm-hmm. He is God." And then they left the band. Oh dang, band yeah. drama. So basically, that's the story of Don't Make Cry. Okay. Uh, wow. Okay. So Devil May Cry is the Evanescence. It yeah. is fun. It is fun. Like just seeing the badass, cool, over the top, like just yeah. smashing things. Because I saw the the bird you were talking about. He he was attacking this monster, and I guess like during specific combos, you know, your characters have these like lines that they'll just say and uh, some weird stuff was happening on the screen and I hear V go reap what you sow and because wow. like whoever was doing it kept doing the same combo so he kept going reap what you sow reap reap what you sow and I was like okay wow this game is so I feel like if you're bad at the game it just sounds ridiculous hardcore reap reap yeah reap. and then the, the the panther right so I was saying like he he attacks but he kept again whoever was playing was spamming the same combos because then I saw the panther do like a a twirl in the air <laughs> like he spun and I, I think he sort of like tail whipped but it wasn't like a um, like a side to side tail whip like a normal panther would be he jumped in the air and almost like tumbled forward like five times in the air like a like a buzzsaw and then he kept doing that and like hitting whatever was flying as like a buzzsaw over and over it was like a very Kingdom Hearts situation where like Goofy is spinning like in the background and you're like what what are you doing anything right now and then the same thing and like the crow is Donald you keep seeing these bolts of lightning and I'm like who are you target what's going on that's the perfect comparison <laughs> that's how I felt when I viewed the footage I didn't play this myself but that's the impression I, I got I haven't gone far enough but that's... now I need to because maybe it will fill Please. the Kingdom Hearts void that Kingdom Hearts 3 oh failed to fill maybe that's we'll just pretty much the info that dub, I wanted about this dub the Kingdom Hearts audio over it <laughs> so you'll see the panther spitting you hear Goofy go whoa Sora <laughs> All right, leaving that open-ended for any anyone to please make that video and send it to us. <laughs> Captain Marvel came out last week, and Allegra and Ashley both did their due diligence and saw it on opening weekend, and Chelsea and I failed. We are un-American. We are. <laughs> we are being exiled. Good time to tell you guys, this is actually Chelsea and I's last episode of the Polygon show because we are being deported. Stop! Stop! <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. We have, no, not. we have to go back to Canada. Yep. Where we say favorite <laughs> and cooler. Favorite. Where we spell judgment with an E. That's, I think that's the correct spelling. Aluminium. Here we go. Pencil crayons. <sighs> Ashley, what did you think of Captain Marvel? Well, um, I I think Allegra and I share the same opinion in that like it was enjoyable. I had fun. But Your tone it, is it, making me go, ah, oh, yes! 
I, I just think like for the ultimate savior who's supposed to basically, you know, rescue the Avengers and defeat Thanos and all this stuff, the movie fell a little bit flat for me, actually. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know. I think like we had a discussion about it and that like maybe part of the criticisms we had about her, her like um, Carol Danvers as a character in that movie being a little bit flat was like attributed to, you know, her soldier training, controlling her emotions. So having a poker face, I understand that. But I, I think like compared to maybe some other people's, you know, responses about it, I didn't feel as like empowered as a woman after that, uh, -huh. uh that much actually. Um, I felt, if anything, the the movie that I connected with more that made me feel empowered was Wonder Woman because I left like the theater feeling like really charged up and like yes, but this one was sort of like okay, um, all of a sudden I guess you absorb this energy. Oh look, you have big powers now. Oh look, you just blasted some stuff. Wow, that's pretty cool. And then she kind of flies. And then that was it. <laughs> um, but like, <laughs> I know I'm like, I'm sorry for the people who did enjoy it. Like I, I think it was obviously it's, it's still a Marvel movie. So it's still mm -hmm. very, very entertaining to watch. But I think like my personal description of it when I left the theater, I was asking, you know, questions about it. And once I kind of zoomed out to see what this movie and this character really is, I really felt like Captain Marvel, like this movie was like the like this character creation of like a five year old where this girl's like, and then she absorbs all the superpowers and then she can fly and then she has endless, endless powers and she doesn't age. Oh, and also she used to be a pilot. Oh, and so she knows how to use spaceships. Oh, and then and then she she shoots things out of her fists. <laughs> That's like literally the whole fucking movie. It did I not make any fucking sense to me. And I'm like, I wonder Ugh. if it would make more if people who are familiar with the comics connect with it more. I say this as a person who hasn't seen it, so I'm I'm probably gonna enjoy it, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, basically, I think Ashley put that very succinctly, yeah. especially with the little girl voice at the yeah. end. An I incredible think, way with the words. I think the, the little girl inside of Ashley put that in very succinct terms of my similar issue. And then at the end, she flies into space. <laughs> Which wow. like, I mean, spoilers, I guess. I mean, that's not really a spoiler. I mean, yeah. Like, it, you, I feel like you still don't know anything about the movie because I feel like I still don't really know anything. Like, I know it's an origin story, but it feels like the most tepid, ice freaking glacial paced origin story. Exactly for what you're talking about is like the movie starts and she's basically already, you know, Captain Marvel before she's even Carol Danvers. Like we go back into her becoming Carol Danvers, essentially, um, which, you know, that's her civilian real name. Mm -hmm. But so we already open the movie knowing like she's ultra, ultra super powerful for reasons, question mark, unknown. She... Like, no one can defeat her. She's completely unmatched. She's basically the most powerful being in the known universe, mm -hmm. galaxies, everything. Like, we pretty much know that from the get-go. So her main dilemma is trying to get reacclimated to civilian life on Earth. But she does that so quickly and without any, like, like 
there are no issues really. Like there's no real um, blocks to her getting back into her life, even mm-hmm. though so Carol the, Danvers was gone for so many years. The hero's journey is kind of missing a journey. Yeah, like that's how I feel. It feels like, you know, it is like a little girl who's just like, I want this superhero to be awesome and perfect, which, yeah, I mean, sure, that's a lot of, like Superman's kind of like that too, right? right. But mm-hmm. Superman is also really freaking boring. Like I just think Captain Marvel is not an interesting character. I, I for think that like reason. if they focused a little bit more on the the transition and the acclimation to her being Carol Danvers, it would have been a little bit more interesting. I think it's very much like so you know in the beginning, right? She she um, is like already with the Cree, right? And then she comes down and then she's like, wait, 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 like I had a life down here. And the thing is, is that as she's like, you know, exploring Earth, she never once is like, this is weird. Yeah. Like eh. the, the the surroundings are weird yeah. or seeing other people like her, is, is that not weird? I don't know. It was so like muted for me that it just didn't really have a ton of impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I felt the same way. Like, there's a lot of scenes where she's using, like, she originally had, you know, like some kind of wrist communicator. And then when she gets to Earth, like, that doesn't really work anymore. That's not earthly technology. So she starts using payphones. And, like, there was never any scene of her struggling to figure out, like, why isn't this working? How do I contact? Like, suddenly she was just able to call space on a payphone. And, like, that was fine. And she. Like there were times when it was she seemed confused about like what is blockbuster, but essentially those jokes were just like points at nineties iconic yeah, thing yeah. Radio Shack. I think PCR. like um, also my biggest gripe with that movie is that it felt it felt a lot like they had a Spotify best of nineties playlist and were struggling to fit in these hit songs at like. <laughs> cool moments but they never really aligned for me like a lot of the you know like quote like oh like super 90s song like it did not feel feel like it went with the scene for me and with like the rhythm and I just kind of felt like they jammed it in there because they're like oh look 90s 90s and I'm like dude yeah I know but do you think you were ready for 90s nostalgia in movie form because I feel like this is part of a, a trend of movies that are doing that like um that one about the skate punks. Mid 90s. Mid 90s. Mm. Oh, convenient. <laughs> this movie. Um, well, I think there are some others like that. Do, were you ready to see mid 90s nostalgia? I actually, so I, I didn't watch a ton of Captain Marvel trailers and di- tried to limit um, a lot of my knowledge of it going in. So I actually didn't know that it had such a strong 90s theme until like mm-hmm. the movie started. And then first I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then I don't know, it got a little bit almost to the point of like cheese for me of like uh, it's like here's your obligatory Nirvana song what, yeah. <laughs> like, come I was going to ask what songs you found the most jarring or bad um, so I think so there's a scene that like the, the crowning scene right the crowning jewel of that movie this like certain fight scene and they put they start playing no doubts just a girl mm-hmm. and i like heard a couple mm-hmm. in the you know people in the theater go like oh but like the thing is is that like look like i like that song but there's like a time and a place for that song but with like the type of fight scene and like 
and what happened before, it didn't feel like a natural kind of segue. It didn't feel like it fit. It once again felt like they just went into like, now that's what I call music, volume two, or whatever the fuck. <laughs> and just was like, yeah, let's lose, yes, let's use this. Or it was Holy too, shit. probably too on the nose because it's like, yeah, oh, a woman yeah. superhero fighting yeah, to just a girl. That's what I'm saying. And like that kind of made me roll my eyes a little bit because like, you know, they immediately go into like, oh, I'm just a girl. I'm like, oh, shut like, up. Look at dude. this girl beating everyone. Up. It's like she's beating everyone you up know. the whole movie. I she's think perfect. This the one thing that is frustrating about y'all's negative reviews is because like because we only get one female fronted Marvel movie, I feel like it's like we all have to fucking line up and unify. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because because of all the things that have been happening, the review bombing on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. mm-hmm. all of this stuff where it's like obviously there's this suddenly this negative reaction. It's like, God damn it, this is like it sucks that we only get one shot and if we don't feel like we liked the movie yeah i'm not gonna say like gender betrayal or anything like that mm. but but of like damn why yeah. don't we get more chances to have a, a like I a totally fine yeah female i totally you know agree it's with you. fine you guys already spent money on it i didn't god damn it <laughs> sorry i will say uh <laughs> ashley brought up wonder woman and actually i felt more strongly about that like i really liked it too, like mm-hmm. what Ashley said, I liked it way more. But also, I felt more like an obligation to my gender of oh, I must go see and enjoy this movie. Like mm-hmm. I've never seen any other DC universe movies. I really um, liked Wonder Woman until the last thirty minutes. The mm-hmm. the like the shoehorned love story was what I was like. Yeah, no. but yeah. still, like the rest ah. of that movie. But the rest of the movie is fucking so right. good, and I, so I feel like we've already had a successful like female superhero. So now I'm judging Captain Marvel, I guess, based more on those. It's ones. just ironic that. Like, like the one good female superhero movie is a DC <laughs> and not a Marvel. It's a beautiful irony. I wonder if also if you would have felt differently about it had this movie come out before we had seen 10 other Marvel origin stories. Yeah, I was about to say maybe I also would feel differently if I had a similar relationship to Captain Marvel as a character as I mm-hmm. do to like Wonder Woman growing up watching Justice League and, mm-hmm. you know, all those cartoons. So I also just already had an affinity for Wonder Woman as a character versus I've never read Captain Marvel at mm-hmm. all. Um, mm-hmm. Like that doesn't really resonate with me. But also I never really read Iron Man, I didn't really know who he was. Or Well, I was going to say Doctor Strange may be a better analogy. That's like a character no yeah. one has a relationship to, and he had a very weird origin movie. Yeah, so. I liked Doctor Strange. I liked it. I liked it a lot, but I didn't even see it until way later. Oh, man, I saw that in IMAX 3D. That was dope. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's. Highly recommend. That probably would have been really good. Um, but what you were saying, like, I think like part of what makes uh, Wonder Woman for me a, a little bit more emotionally like resonant is that like we see her transition to earthly life yeah. very much. And like I, I do understand that there's a lot to cram in for Captain Marvel, but I think like with Diana as a character, I mean, she is exposed to all of the shitty sides and also beautiful sides of humanity. And you see her experience both of them. And yet she still makes an active choice to protect humanity. And like a lot of this is very touching for me. And she goes around and talks to people and like wants to figure this out. Captain Marvel's like, I just got here, whatever. This guy pissed me off. I'm gonna go shoot you. Which is like cool and badass in its own way, actually. Yeah. I think like I guess it depends on what you're looking for from these movies. So I guess for me, 
I guess I didn't know that I was looking for a female superhero to sort of like emotionally connect with and less like less of like, oh, badass. Because I feel like we we see a lot of that badass women, right? Badass women, superheroes do their thing. But like to make a very meaningful female superhero origin story is very different and difficult and rare. Mm -hmm. And it's like kind of a letdown, at least for Captain Marvel. Like supposedly, I feel like the crowning jewel of this whole Avengers Infinity War shit. And it's like, (laughs) this, this is it. Like this is what, we were waiting for yeah. it kind of felt a little overblown before it got here mm-hmm. but i mean and i'm not saying this is a, an attack on you ashley but i do wonder is as women do we have different standards for the women we see on the screen because i don't think you would mm-hmm. want the same thing from doctor strange you know you wouldn't want to see his like i don't know emotionally connect with him or something yeah like i want to emotionally connect with everyone me too <laughs> okay <laughs> I was just putting that out there to see if it stuck at all because I just wonder like is it a is it a bigger thing we're putting on female superheroes? I do think that's a good question because yeah. I I already like going into Captain Marvel didn't expect very much even though I think the day before like Susanna Polo who reviewed it for us had seen it and I actually had read her review and that same day I went to go see it and it was a positive review like she basically was like it's good like she wasn't like it's amazing but she was like it's good but already I was like I don't know this Captain Marvel I don't know like I was sort of like do I need to confront some weird inherent like nascent biases that I have against I I think we all do right? right it is weird though to like acknowledge and then contend with that and I still don't really know how or like mm-hmm. what why, what and why I was going in kind of like it's a lifelong journey yeah, yeah. I, I think I felt like I was maybe or am criticizing it a little bit harsher in that like you know going back to what you're saying Chelsea of like you know would it be different if it were another like a male superhero and like yes it absolutely is different and I think this is maybe less on uh Captain Marvel as a character and maybe more of like the peep like the movie, you know, like Marvel Entertainment sort of positing this movie as, you know, supposedly like, oh, you've been waiting for it, the big female superhero movie. And I'm just sort mm-hmm. of like, dude, I think this is more of a criticism uh towards Marvel really than actually Captain Marvel. Yeah. If that makes sense. Hundred percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, yeah. The, where I mean we could have had our Black Widow movie. I mean, they're Three apparently still ago. making it, but like at this whatever. point, I'm like, who cares? No, not. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was really interesting. Thank you both for for sharing that. Ashley, would you like to talk about the trailer for Aladdin? Which also, there was a longer trailer for Aladdin that came yeah. out this week versus the short, short teaser that scared everyone. Yes. <laughs> like a month ago. It really did scare everybody. But we have more information about it now. We do. What do you um, think? I finally saw it this morning and I really liked it. I'm really excited for it. I think it looks great and Dude, it looks really, really fun. I like it. Which too. is like, you know, I, I feel like I, 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 this is almost like a. Like a secretly, not secret, but like an unpopular opinion that, you know, Disney remakes, like, oh, boo, Disney remakes. But like, no, (laughs) this looks good. And they kept, they're keeping the same key songs, which I really, really like. I think it's great. And I'm super excited. And you know what? I'm not that offended at the, you know, everyone got offended at the blue Will Smith genie. But now that I've seen him both, I was worried I was when cool. he was going to be blue the whole time. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, no. But now we see he changes into ordinary Will Smith, 
which is wonderful. And all of his lines were really funny. The humor really hit the mark for me. Um, and I am into Hot Jafar. <laughs> Can get behind that. Was Googling pictures of him the other day. I, a lot of people were complaining about his voice not being as like silky smooth as Cartoon Jafar. And then I had to look up that. And his, yeah, yeah, Cartoon Jafar's voice was really fucking good. Yeah. But I will sacrifice that for him not being a, a caricature. Okay. Um, <laughs> More on the voices, though, because you get a snippet of A Whole New World, and it's like, Jasmine is the way better singer. Oh, yes. And and Aladdin is there. Standards are low for men. Of the new one or the old one? The new one. Oh, the new one? Because you just hear a couple lines, and I was like, Um, oh, well, one of y'all are... (laughs) One of you guys sounds like the Disney on Ice. It's like like in video games when there's a fucking, like, the, the woman version of a character and the man version of a character, and the woman voice actor is always so much better because it's harder for them to succeed in life. Um, did, were you Just guys? putting that out there. True. Um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey <laughs> and Mass Effect famously. Are you guys Aladdin fans or are you able to sort of divorce the original movie from I don't think I've, I've been more of a fan of the Kingdom Hearts Aladdin. Oh. Oh. Like oh. I barely remember the Aladdin I movies. I loved Aladdin. Yes. I think really it was good. my favorite uh, Disney movie and then right after that is The Lion King but Aladdin I think was my absolute favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was just like the most colorful, most interesting, like funniest. I just liked everything about it. Oh, it's mm-hmm. so funny. Um, I didn't love it as much as a kid. I, I'm still Team Lion King but when I was older and rewatched it, that's when I was like, oh wait, this is a freaking great movie and now it's easily yeah. one of my favorites. Also, the uh, whoever is uh, Aladdin's singer in the original version, so good. Yeah. Had such a crush on Aladdin. Yeah. <sighs> yes, a young crush, Aladdin, 100%. Oh my God, totally. <laughs> He's so shirtless <sighs> and so smooth. It's so He's agile. So smooth. <laughs> yeah, I, I am... Quite optimistic for. I actually haven't seen any of the live action Disney remakes uh, because I don't care about them and I think they look boring. But this looks <laughs> fun, uh, and I want to support it. So cool. Be- Beauty I'm and in. the Beast is a perfect movie to watch on a plane. That's about. Oh, that's the one that you said yeah. made you cry on the plane, yeah. right? Me yeah. too. Because we were talking about everything making us cry on a plane. So oh. it, was, yeah. it was more like. I can only watch it on a plane. Yeah, you can only watch it on a plane. Impact. Also, literally anything can make me cry. This is not, <laughs> that's but also, not the best. Uh, I do have to say that the Beauty and the Beast remake was beautiful. I mean, it's like very, very nice to look at the art direction. The effects was, are gorgeous, it was actually. really good. Yeah, and good the only feast. thing that was weird is that Emma Watson always looks like herself uh-huh and never it never took me to her being Belle I was like Emma Watson's here <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then you get to see my boy Adan Stevens really uh, briefly for oh, like yeah. a total of maybe 60 seconds for the entire movie oh my god I love Dan Stevens the man who does not look like a fish Simone he so is many wonderful. people have said that he doesn't look like a fish I but th- I'll leave it to you to decide <laughs> they already did in the last time no! we talked about this and he doesn't no. look like a fish he doesn't look like a fish but he's cute the the CG versions of all of the like clockwork or like the, oh yeah those were all terrifying those yeah. were very scary and you know the same thing with a, a poo in Aladdin I, I know he's not CG all the time I think they got 
I think they got a real monkey that Maybe. they modeled it off. Of. Oh I mean, yeah, looked, but like, sorry, I, I was just really confused for a second. I I thought you were talking about the Simpsons, and then I thought you were Whoa. talking about Pooh. <laughs> no. Like I thought you had been talking about Winnie the Pooh, and I was no, like, no, what's no, no, happening no. here? Wait, Abu, Abu, oh, Abu, Abu. Sorry, I said Abu. Okay. Sorry, my bad. Wait, no, no, but that's I, a, I I really miss controversy. the like. I don't know. I miss the cartoon monkey. He was so expressive and cute and like expressive in ways that you mm-hmm. can't just really get out of a CG character. Or and I feel like when they when they matter. do try to make that like on a CG character, it just looks creepy. Yeah. Mm. Oh I god. Agree. When they try to do those like kind of human expressions like that, you know, you did in the cartoon. And Dude. the cartoon is cute. It's adorable. Yeah. But like this one's just like, "Oh, no." I forget. Do they have a like a replacement or a counterpart for um what's the bird's name Jafar's Iago. bird Iago is he in it because uh, that would be I weird saw, I saw a bird but we do yeah. not see him talk so we don't know if he's voiced yeah. yeah I saw him in it it would be a shame if he weren't voiced he's so good I mean if we'd done any research we probably knew would know if <laughs> but he was cast the the tiger Raja is in it which I'm glad I always loved that tiger <gasps> that means we'll get to see him turn into a kitten my Oh my oh. god! Yeah, you know, I, one of my favorite toys as a child was a plastic Raja figurine I got from a McDonald's Happy Meal, and you could only move its head and its tail, and that's it. Nice. You can't, Wait, you, you, really you could move its head to make it chomp? No. Oh, I it think was I... like its head was on almost like a rotating ball, so you could only <laughs> really rotate its head a little bit. Like it was side to side. It was a very cheap toy, but I loved it. I think I had a very similarly cheap toy, but it only would do a chomp. Ooh, that's better. But its feet wouldn't move. Oh. Yeah, its feet wouldn't move for me either. What, the, what is this? I mean, he's not going anywhere. He you can know? only just wag his tail. <laughs> McDonald's is cheaping out on their Disney tie-in toys in the 90s. More from the Polygon show. I'm excited to see that when it comes to theaters. Chelsea, can you tell us about the game that you played this week, which is Human Fall Flat? Yeah, Human Fall Flat is really weird. So I had a, a friend over, and we... Um, spent some time playing this very weird... This game has been out for a couple years on Steam, and it was ported to Switch recently. It is basically a a physics-based puzzle game where you have... I think all of us have played Gang Beasts, so this is maybe a good Mm -hmm. reference Mm -hmm. point. You kind of have one of those rubbery little, uh, you know, people. Gummy bodies. (laughs) A rubbery little gummy body. Yeah. And And instead of beating each other up, you're trying to solve all these puzzles... And it's very sandboxy, and the thing is that you can do like you, you have to try to use your stupid little arms to <laughs> climb up a, on a a like side of a cliff or just like get scale up things. But you have to do that by look pointing the camera down or pointing the camera up, raising your arms, which uh-huh. are each controlled by a joystick, then pointing the camera down rapidly, and then pulling. It's like what really challenging. That sounds almost like a. I am bread type physics yeah. or like Octodad yeah. where it's like one thing controls one very specific thing. and mm-hmm. But this game you can play split screen co-op. Ooh. So you can have two di- different people playing these little squishy horrible monsters and, and kind of messing up. So we had more fun when we were not really playing by the game's rules and making it really challenging. We decided to continue to like haul these boxes everywhere we went, no matter if it was easy or convenient. Like, there was a part where we spent a long time trying to get a box out of a window. (laughs) Why? Just because? Because! I don't know. Like, really, because it was like, make your own fun, because this game is not that challenging, but when you you made it weirder, Mm. yeah. 
Uh, there was also a point where someone's leg got stuck inside their body, and then <gasps> I, I had to get on top of them, like the other character, and pull his leg. No! <laughs> it was I just like a weird it. glitch, and I was like, this is the perfect thing. But you were able to fix the glitch by pulling his leg by out of By pulling his, body? his leg. We did not know if it would work, and it was wow. honestly like the most triumphant <laughs> I ever felt about That's anything. so good. Wow. I know, and I filled my friend's switch with screenshots. I was like, I'm just taking pictures of me pulling this, this great. leg. great. It's yeah, um, and there was a point where you were, I was swinging on a wrecking ball, Ooh. but like going slower and slower, and like just like having to grip <laughs> on, and then someone was trying to climb up my back so they could get up, and it was just like a very ridiculous kind of game that it for like I think fifteen bucks was. Oh, it's way better co-op because it's like okay, I can see why someone would. You could play this by yourself, but playing with friends was way more fun mm-hmm. because it was broken as heck. Do you think it'd be a good <laughs> party game? Yes, especially if you trade off, like, yeah, trying to or making your own objectives, which is a lot of things that we did. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, well, we're gonna bring this board with us the whole time, or something mm. like that. I like the cute little gummy people. They're very they're just like, so, so good small and bouncy. But they this also kind of looked like a baby. Like it looked like a baby with a baseball hat that was all mysteriously adult sized and, and, and pure white. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> it's like the people in the bathroom sign. Yes, but yeah. like gummy, but pure white. But sign. pure white. Yeah, there's there's like it's it definitely it sucks to have to describe something that's like very silly and visual on a on an audio. So movie. abstract. Yeah. It's very abstract, but I'd say like yeah, you should definitely play it on Switch co-op. There's also apparently like online co-op as well. You can do this. How far would you say you got in we the got actual game? Like three or four levels. One of the, the last level was so long because you had to like swing across a ravine on a rope, which is really hard when you're just a gummy person. With no are the, are the levels very intricate or are they also very like minimalistic? It's weird because they have no textures. Like they literally, <laughs> it's like that whole game is like, well, we skip, we put no textures on anything. Colors, yes, but nothing like everything is the same flat texture so this uh, one of the the last level we did was really intricate and weird because there was so much going on and some of it was like almost distracting you're like we walked all the way to the top of this parking garage and there's nothing here what yeah at that point i would just jump off we did can you die in that game (laughs) no no? because when you fall off the edge you just come splashing back into the middle and then you fall down oh splash this is one of those games where like so we there's a bunch of gameplay videos on polygon YouTube for this because I know it was like sort of a series I think that yeah. they were doing for a while. I think we were just streaming it for or, fun. Yeah, I mean we were just streaming it for probably Simone would know better than me. <laughs> um, but I remember watching some of those and being very confused. I feel like this is one of those things where you have to play it. You have to play it because especially with the way you control your arms it's like push, pushing a button on an elevator door it was like because you're like okay extend arm in front of self. <laughs> Now run forward. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those games where everything is kind of its own Please discreet. Please operate all elevators just like that. Just an- announce it. Extend arm. Run forward. And then, and then, or like, or just trying to be like, okay, grab rope. Put your arms out. Now look down. God. Good. I'm glad you had fun. I hope if anyone's looking for a new weird party game slash two year old weird party game, they can try it out. Yeah, everything is better on Switch, right? You can. This is so flipping true. I was just reading. Um, we had an article go up this week about uh, making indie games in the climate of 2019. 
Um, and somebody in the comments replied, I hope it's okay to ask this and that it's not like difficult for you as a developer, but is this game coming to Switch? Because I want to play it on Switch. And I feel like that's <sighs> it's... a refrain in my life is, is it coming to Switch? No? Uh, mm-hmm. And that's probably not great for developers who don't have the resources to develop for Switch, but uh, yeah. it is a reality of my life. I'm playing another indie Kickstarter game right now, and I'm playing it on Switch, and it is way buggier there, and it sucks. That's too bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that that's your trade off, right? Is that it's a whole new a whole a whole new platform. <laughs> Um, Plant was just sending sent me this uh, game on Steam that is not out yet, but it's coming out Q1 2019. It's called Astrologaster, and it is about a 16th century doctor that uses astrology. Wow. Oh, my God. Wow. I know. <laughs> I know. It's we got to play this fucking game. I want it so fucking bad. It sounds like you time traveled to the future, decided to make a video game. <laughs> yeah. And then I came back to a time when the video game wasn't out. Mm-hmm. Use <laughs> astrology to treat your patients. Oh no! Ugh, I want it. I want it so badly. Anyway, the point of that is, it's coming to PC and Mac. Which, thank God, because then I can play it on Mac. But um, I don't know if it's coming to Switch. Let's all build. I also don't know if game- it's good. I just know that I want it. <laughs> I was gonna say, let's all build sick gaming PCs with lots of colorful lights. No. <laughs> no. But I support you. But what if you wanted a gaming chair? Where would I put it, Chelsea? I don't know, man. Ask yourself. New this. York. I've never been to your apartment. New York. <laughs> New York City, baby. Oh I'll my just God. put it somewhere. Yeah, I, I too have always wanted a gaming chair, but I have nowhere I would put it. <laughs> Not a gaming PC, just a gaming chair. Well, presumably if I have the chair, I have the PC. God, I really need a gaming PC, which I will, I'll probably never Big have. Big money one. idea. Yes, for everyone out crowd there, crowdfund gaming PCs for us. No, no, you make a gaming chair Dang. that works like a pop socket, so what? you can just like extend the chair up and then. Push the chair down and fold it over and store it under Extend your bed. Extend chair. Push down. <laughs> Arm <laughs> out. Oh my Pull God. chair. <laughs> no, but seriously, I have sat in those chairs like at, at PAX East and stuff, and I was like, oh, oh, so such good lumbar support yeah. that I am not getting right now. Mm-hmm. Hunched I over. I think on Kotaku, Maddie Myers uh, reviewed one of them, and she was like, this is going to be ridiculous. And then she got it and was like, oh. Yeah. There's a couple of Gaming those. Gaming chair ugly, but good. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same way about the gaming glasses because they are so ugly. Yeah. But they actually kind of work. What Wait, do what they are, do? What are those? The gunners? The gunners. Because they block out, like, they block out certain types of light. Oh. It makes it easier oh. to see your screen. Yeah. Oh, wow. I found yeah. them very useful, but yeah. idiots. They're That's so ugly. Do you still use them? Uh, I haven't used them in a little while, but I used to a lot more. Yeah. And it was like, incredibly helpful Ooh. but I'll, I just felt kind of dumb and I didn't want to do I would like I'm only using these in the privacies of my home yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean that's how think of people with gaming chairs for Christ's sake <laughs> I, I mean no this is I not bring a... my gaming chair and my gunners on the subway when I play my switch <laughs> and I just set up right you there you can't the sit on the subway bench you have to sit in your game oh my god I that's have cool. to game you should I have You're seen right. people I'm not kidding like it was a, it was rush hour subway someone comes in at the Bedford Avenue stop 
Okay, mm. for people who are listening from New York. Okay, yes, I'm scratching my face up, right? Context. Yeah. And then, a very busy place. And then this person puts down a two chairs. <gasps> what? Like no. folding chairs? No. Real, Real chairs. ass chairs. Okay, puts them down. Doesn't even stack them. Puts them down in the middle. Doesn't even, it's not It's not like this person's with uh, like a bunch of people. This lone ass person with their two ass chairs taking up room on the. You don't bring chairs on the subway. Did, he, did they sit in either of them? You know what? I don't think so. Wait, no. Wait, yes. Okay. They, okay, wait, wait. There were three chairs. There were three chairs. And then no. this man sat down in one. And actually, I think there was a person with him. The, the other person sat down in the, in the second one. And the third one was just open. Why did they? Why there are so many better ways. B y o c. People who bring your own chairs to the crowded subway and piss everyone off. Here is my pet peeve: when there is an empty seat and someone is standing in front of it and, and not sitting, yes. they are taking up more that space. If you sit down, there's more space to Wait, stand. Yeah. Can't you just sit in that seat then? You have to like move, or sometimes I'll be like across the the car and there's a bunch of people between me and them so I can't like get to the seat to sit down and nobody around apparently wants to sit and it's like crazy you're making life harder that's valuable real estate you want to stand up and have blood flow into your legs (gasps) asshole how dare you it's free real estate it is you're just letting that seat go do you know how precious that seat is on the subway anyway but uh, I reiterate why the hell would you bring two big ass chairs and not even game in them not Not even game they weren't lawn chairs and they weren't gaming chairs so disqualified dining room chairs yeah they were dining room chairs it was offensive why wouldn't you just take a freaking lift with those you could afford those fancy ass dining chairs. You could afford a lift. What if yeah. they just picked them up off the street and it was free <gasps> trash? Take a lift. You save money. And then you walk with that free trash. This is New York. We don't have to deal with your trash. The subway's two seventy five. So you're still spending money. Unbelievable that people would the bring their own chairs to the subway. Which if you're uh, if you're out there and you've brought three chairs onto the subway at Bedford Avenue, no, we're sorry. <laughs> no, you should be sorry. <laughs> I have another really quick horrible subway story. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could yeah. tell to end the show, and I'm sorry. Um, I saw a bad thing on the subway the other day. Oh, no. And it was two perfect acrylic nails sitting on the subway seat <laughs> with no human oh, attached what, to them. What, was it? Okay, so were they damaged in any way? Nope. What nope. color were they? They were leopard print. <gasps> they were shiny. Were they like They long? were beautiful. They were like not normal. like long and pointy, oh. but like the nice big square ones. Mm. Nails sitting on the subway seat. A bad thing happened was there. It, uh, it was very I want to say if they were not damaged and you didn't see like the glue or whatever. <laughs> Well, they were sitting maybe. like colored side up, so I, I couldn't see if there was glue on the other side or not. Oh, that that's and so... I did not touch them. Well, good. Why would you? I mean, presumably, me this person did not know about their nails falling off. I hope not. No, I feel like they wouldn't. Maybe, maybe it was just like, mm. <laughs> it, it just brings. I I didn't expect it to freak me out as much as it did. But there was something about seeing those just two perfect nails <laughs> sitting there as if, nails. like, 
something I don't know. Something terrible. They were happened. removed from someone's body, and I I'm upset about it. Do you think there was an altercation? Maybe. So they only had to remove two of their nails. I, mean, I maybe wish they, like, I wish you could identify which nail of the yeah, finger. I would say middle and ring. Ooh. It's hard to lose. That's hardcore. Mm. Yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah, they were big. They were oh. big nails. Um, they weren't. No pinky nails here. No thumbnails either. I like want to make a joke that this is like you know when women take earrings off before a fight. <laughs> that this person did this, but that doesn't make sense because wouldn't those no, nails those. be an asset? Yeah, truly. And also, just why those two fingers? Like, what do you do with these? You two grab fingers? things with those fingers. Like, these well, yeah, you fingers? hold things. Extend out in front. Yeah, <laughs> hit elevator button. Wait, middle Punch and ring or yeah. index middle, and middle and ring? I I don't know because I think the ring and index are probably the same. Think about it. you can't wise. you can't make a fist without those two fingers. Yeah, it's true. Or those three, even. Anyway, this has been a good story for me, Simone de Rochefort, who was traumatized Maybe by the thing I saw on the subway. Like I like. Fingers. I would like the listeners to all know that everyone in here is extending their fingers in front of them. <laughs> Push forward <laughs> into the eyeball. I'm practicing eyeball gouging techniques. <laughs> Fortunately, three of you wear glasses, which is protection against such things. Mm. You would think so. It's not. Do you know how many times a big droplet of rain has fallen right into my eyeball oh, while, yeah. while wearing these? Okay, but you don't gouge eyes from the top. You just maybe go you in. could because the rain clearly is trying. <laughs> More on this next week as we continue to More try to gouge on. Ashley's eyes out. Uh, hey, everybody! Wow, if you liked this show, <laughs> try listening to another episode. <laughs> this is a weird one. Try. Uh, <laughs> Thank you so much. And please, if you haven't, uh, consider reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts because that's very helpful for finding new listeners and getting the show out there. Um, And tell a friend about it. If you enjoyed it, they might like it too. As always, we are going to be at PAX East in two weeks, the last weekend of March. Uh, We'll be doing a panel at 5 p.m. in the Bobcat Theater, which will be very fun. We've been planning it. Secret secrets. Just know that Andrew Ryan will be there. Um, <laughs> that's all you need to know about it to make it marketable. <laughs> you can sell this. Uh, and also, we will be at PodX, of course, in Nashville in May. And you can find tickets to that. There's actually, you can now get 10% off tickets by going to podx.com slash TPS. Uh, so check that out if that is uh, of interest to you. And we also have a podcast survey. Ashley. Foxmedia.com slash pod survey. Just one word. P-O-D-S-U-R-V-E-Y. It should take about three minutes to complete. You can do it it on your phone. Yes, you can also do it on your phone. And it's very quick. Yeah. And that'll help um, us figure out how to better serve you as listeners of the Vox Media Podcast Network. So please do that. Um, And don't feel like you have to share it around to like people outside of the listeners of the show like share it to other listeners of the show but it's not like supposed to be a hey everybody we need a bunch of numbers on this we need the numbers of people who like listen to the show actively and care about it um so because we want to know what you want thank you everybody for listening if you'd like to email us hey hey email us at polygonshow at polygon.com this has been the polygon show 